What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Raised a Geek podcast, where geek is all we speak. This week, we talk about the first three episodes of Hawkeye, now streaming on Disney+. And by we, I mean Chris. And Don. Let's go. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. So glad that you could be here for another episode of the Raise the Geek podcast. I'm Chris. As always, I'm joined by my buddy, Don. How are we doing, man? Chris, what is up today, my friend? I'm okay. I'm doing good. Feels like I haven't talked to you in a while, but uh, we have. We we did. We have, but we uh we didn't record last weekend, you know. Couple Thanksgiving little, holiday, Thanksgiving holiday hurdles, COVID in booster life. shots. You know, knocking yeah, me out you, for a day. You did have your booster shot. You're you're ready to get back out into the world even more so now, right? I'm you're ready. You're, are, are you feeling invincible? Do you feel untouchable? Oh What's yeah, going on. Yeah, I can walk through fire. I can fight a tiger. I'm ready to go. That's Bring included. On. Yeah, that's if you get your booster, you can walk through fire. <laughs> uh, I got to get in there and get that. Then. That sounds fun. I love walking through fire. <laughs> oh, shit. That's stupid. But yeah, it's been a little bit. We've been texting, but we haven't, you know, haven't been able to game get haven't really been able to do anything. So haven't been able to talk talk. We've now got three episodes of Hawkeye under our belt. So we are going to talk about the first half of the season. But Don, I'm about to bust yes. into some U2 because it's a beautiful day. Ooh. You know why it's a beautiful day? Why is that? I'm going to bring it up right now because this just showed up in the mail. My oh. Mobius Popco <laughs> character that I purchased in July finally showed up today. Uh, you guys can't see it, but it's Mobius and it's a Popco and you know what that looks like. <laughs> Mobius from Loki, Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 How you do you finally not, got your Mobius? I pre-ordered that like while I was watching an episode. Like we were in the middle of one of those episodes and said, I wonder if they have a Funko Pop of Mobius. And I looked it up and they're like, pre-order now. I was like, done. And took, why did it take from July to now? That's I don't know. Time. It was supposed to come out in September and it just got back ordered or delayed or something. But it popped up this morning. I opened the front door and a box was there and I was like, Mobius. And nice. that's exactly what was in it. And now I got my second Funko Pop. Well, what's your first one? It's this weird Joker Batman Batman. Okay. My brother-in-law gave me from one of those like loot crate subscription things. You know, you pay uh, monthly and they send you a box of swag. Okay. And that's what was in it. And he gave it to me. He was like, here, I don't collect these. I was like, nice oh, man. And so I have that sitting here. It's like a Joker Batman hybrid. It's weird. But it's cool. Weird. I never really fell into the Funko Pop thing. The, the ones I do have, I only have a Nick Fury, like Sam Jackson, Nick Fury. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> My wife probably got it for me. I know she got me the one that's like Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. I got that one. And then what I've talked about before, those little Seinfeld minis with like the apartment which is yeah. like my prized possession in my house, which you'll see when you come to town in yeah. uh, a week or two. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that one is out on display for all the guests because it's the centerpiece. Yeah, it should, as it should be. It should be. I'm, I'm hoping that was on the table for Thanksgiving last week and like yeah. ready to go. Yeah, man. And that is cool. We should mention real fast that Chris will be coming 
to Chicago pretty soon, which is cool because we haven't seen each other in uh, real life in at least a couple. Well, you came to my house one time recently, um, a couple of years back. Remember that? It's been a couple of years. So yeah, because I haven't been yeah, there since of November of 2019. So it's been two yeah. years since I've been back to Chicago. Yeah, we grew up together. Everyone listening, you kind of have probably picked up on that, but we've lived apart across the nation for a few years so it'll be fun to see in real life man uh, get a little raise the geek together for for the first time <laughs> raise the geek together forever together. what uh, and 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 what are we doing we're going to c2e2 for that man. saturday which is yeah. pumped up unless they sold out <laughs> i don't think they have i think we'll be fine i i remember in years past people just buying their you know single day passes there it's not like the san diego comic con which like sells out in a minute mm -hmm. and you can't even get passes for but yeah dude that'll be fun we're gonna we're gonna maybe we'll bring our microphones and just set up a sh live show right there in the cafeteria eating connie's pizza or something i don't know we'll figure it out <laughs> connie's pizza and playing uh dragon dice or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll let you guys know if that's going to happen we'll we'll be sure to let you guys know on twitter and all that stuff so yeah so then you want to make sure you like subscribe and follow us on all podcasts and social media services hit us up on twitter at raised a geek so we can give you up to the minute updates of our c2e2 experience if you're in the chicagoland area don and i will be there wandering around we got some other people that i think we're meeting and gonna hang around with so definitely if you guys want to come hang out let us know. We're probably going to be in line trying to meet a bunch of the artists and uh, the comic artists and seeing who's there. They're still announcing people. So I'm super pumped about that. But definitely follow us on Twitter. You want to join the conversation, hit us up at Gmail at raisedageek at gmail.com. There was a lot of ads and Gmail. <laughs> at, 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 <laughs> at, at, and Gmail, Gmail, Gmail. So if you didn't get it, you got it now. There you go. So, Don, let's get rolling here. Okay. Ready to get rolling? Let's do it. I wanted to ask you a question. So this is going to be our icebreaker, which I... Icebreaker. Uh, yeah, and since I thought of it, it's I've had that Peter Gabriel song in my head, the sledgehammer. And then icebreaker. So I'm going to have to somehow make some kind of song to play here for our icebreaker question of the day. Sure. But Don, what is the last thing you added to your pull list and why did you add it? Oh my goodness. There's been a, um, that's a good question. Great question. There's been a few different ones. So I, the last one, I couldn't probably pinpoint that, but the ones that popped to the top of my mind are, um, we've spoken about Tom Taylor a couple times here on this show. He's like probably my favorite writer in comics right now. If not, he's definitely top, you know, three. So he kind of announced a couple new event series he was doing. And he's one of these rare writers who isn't um, just Marvel or just DC. He's like able to do both. You see a lot of these writers who are like, they're only doing one because they have a contract that only allows them to be working for one company, but this guy's doing both. And he's like at the top of his game for both. So he's doing dark ages for Marvel, which is like a 12 issue series and dark Knights of steel for DC at the same time. So I'm going to kind of combine these into one thing, but uh, it's Tom Taylor writing Dark Ages, um, Marvel Comics. It's 
an alternate reality where the world goes dark and I won't spoil it for people who want to read it. Cause it's only about two issues in, but the world goes completely dark. So all electronics are disabled. So that includes Iron Man's suit all of a sudden stops working and he falls out of the sky hmm. and Spider-Man's web shooters stop working. And so he can't use those anymore. Uh, androids like vision and his daughter just like cease being because they're androids and they're like, whatever. If only uh, he had Tobey Maguire's web shooters that are like inside him. <laughs> those, or, <laughs> those organic bullshits that they yeah. made in that movie. Worst Tobey part Maguire's of still swinging around. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but and then this this book kind of fast forwards seven years and it's how does the world look um, now that everyone's had to adapt to there being no electricity and there's some deaths and there's some stuff going and and, and apocalypse is highly involved and apocalypse is always fun when he's like the main villain of something going back to like the age of apocalypse thing from the 90s i love when that guy's the centerpiece of like a crossover so that book is really fun uh, and then you got dark knights of steel which he's doing for dc uh which has only been one issue so far and the second one is coming out but this is a really cool idea it's like an alternate reality uh for dc and uh just to give you a basic thing like the kryptonian it starts with superman's kryptonian parents jor-el and lara lorvan and like superman's being given birth to okay so we've all seen this before and they the krypton is being destroyed and they launch the they launch the his spaceship to earth we've all seen it that's superman's origin but then the pod opens up and instead of superman being in there it's superman's parents are in there with him so they're still alive and she's giving birth in the pod and instead of landing in modern day times, it is landed in medieval times. So this is like an alternate DC beginning in medieval times. It's hard to describe, but it's it's cool, man. It's like a combination of if you're a fan of fantasy and DC comics, it's all put into one. Like imagine reading Game of Thrones, but it's Batman is like the head knight and like Superman is the prince and it's castle castle of l it's just like it's crazy man huh. it's it's really fun i am having a lot of fun with it so it's for fans of dc and fantasy style if you're a fan of tom taylor i i definitely suggest checking out both of these books um and then the one other one that's not marvel or dc that i can think of that really stands out to me is may's book by jeff lemire written and drawn uh just to start anything written and drawn by jeff lemire i'm reading it because for those who know you know he's a great writer and he works well with other artists but when he works with himself it's just some kind of amazing experience he's done this with sweet tooth which we haven't read we like the show i'm waiting i'm gonna read sweet tooth eventually um but he like trillium is another one that i love that he wrote and draw drew and i knew there's more i know there's more he did royal city as well royal city yes yeah. so when he whenever he does that it's rare but it's awesome like something about his art style is peculiar and it's not like uh what you would expect from a mainstream comic artist but just something about the art that when he does it is just like very basic and simple but he's able to just convey all the emotions perfectly and when a guy is writing the story and drawing it you know it looks exactly like he wants it to 
Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can tell a different artist to draw something, but it's going to be kind of their interpretation. But when he draws and writes something, you know, that's exactly what he sees in his brain and that's what it looks like. And it's just, uh, it's great. It's a story about a man mourning his daughter who believes that she is alive. Um, even though she died, he believes she's still alive and she starts leaving him clues like, and people think he's crazy and she loved mazes and he's got to find her in the middle of this maze. I won't get it super into it, but uh, there's been three issues and I'm really into it. it it's a, uh, it sucked me in. So maze book, if you guys like Jeff Lemire or mysteries or anything like that, check it out for sure. Yeah. Maze book is really cool. That one was one that was added to my pull list recently, as well as primordial, I believe, which another Jeff Lemire one, which I actually threw in my uh, pull list, but I haven't actually dove into that one yet. So I need to, I got three issues sitting here that I need to jump on for that. But, uh, maze book is definitely, I agree. That's, that's a really great one. And I like when he does, when Jeff Lemire does draw and write, he just always puts together this like intimate story. And I think it's the only stories that his art would like is works for. Yeah. You know, if he tried to just draw for someone else, I don't think his style would be the same, but his style just works so well with the stories he wants to tell when he does that. So it's, yeah, that uh, I'm always down for that ride. So I definitely enjoy that. Um, I had a bunch of stuff got added to my pool because we did just start a bunch of number ones. So I haven't had a chance to read them yet. But as I was telling you before we jumped on here, you know, Donnie Kate's Hulk number one just came out uh, this week or last week. Last week, I think. Last yeah. week. Um, I picked it up this week. So I, I grabbed it this Wednesday. So that's where I'm sitting at with that. But um, so I haven't had a chance to jump on that. That is one of the more recent things that I added to my pool. The one I was going to talk about was this book here called what's the furthest place from here by uh, Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler boss. And uh, my neighbor actually was telling me about the, the, this book, he was, he said he's kind of stumbled upon it and read it and loved it. And he started buying artwork um, like just artwork from it, like actual like frames and redraws of, you know, all the original artwork and stuff of this nice. book. Cause he loved it. So I was like, I got to check this thing out. And uh, I really have enjoyed it so far. The first issue just came out in uh, November 10th. So I'm assuming the second one should be coming out here this week. Um, it's a triple sized first issue. And it is a post-apocalyptic coming of age story um, from the four kids walk into a bank's Tyler Boss and Matthew Rosenberg. And the basic synopsis here is that the world has ended. All there remains are gangs of children living among the ruins. But Sid believes there's there must be something more out there. When she disappears into the wastelands, her gang will risk everything to bring her home. A story about the things that matter most, your survival, your loved ones, and your record collection. And I really enjoyed this story. It's, it's very obviously first issue. So it's like, what's going on? And you're trying, you know, I have no answers as of right now. Now it's it's all set up at this point but yeah just having kind of these kids and there's no adults around and then they're they're talking very peculiarly about age and you know what happens when you hit a certain age so i don't know what the apocalypse is or how or why um but it's this group this gang of kids and then other gangs of kids start showing up and and chaos and it's uh seems very interesting of a story i've in for it. I'd really enjoy the art, really enjoyed. I haven't really read anything by Tyler Boss or Matthew Rosenberg before. So my first foray and we'll see how it goes, but I'm really enjoying this one so far. Right on, man. I saw that. I saw that book sitting on the shelf at my comic shop and it did look interesting. So if, if there's a number one still sitting there next time I stop by, maybe I'll take a look at it. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, it's interesting. You know, I always like I like the indies. 
I think what is that image? I think yeah, it's image. Okay, yeah, yeah, I like image. I don't know. I guess that's not really indie. Image is really considered like the number three. If you say big three, you got Marvel, DC, and Image is like almost right there. They're not ever gonna get like on that same level, but they're they're still considered indie. I would say like that's where a lot of if you don't want to even even call it indie, it's where a lot of uh, big name writers go to do their creator own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I give a lot of Image books a chance because they put out a lot of great stuff. Well, it's, it's cool because you get big like teams, you know, artists, yeah. talent that, sh- that show up over there to, like I said, you know, Donnie Cates is over there right now doing crossover. And, you know, you just have all these people that are looking to get something original out. And it's kind of always an awesome opportunity that they allow their, their talent to do. So I definitely enjoy that. But yeah, my, my pull list has com- has grown exponentially. I, you know, adding amazing Spider-Man, adding this new Hulk, a uh, couple other books that are just coming out that I'm grabbing number ones of to see. So I'm sure I'll have more added to my pull list, but that's about where I'm at right now. Yeah, man. Gotta love comic books. Love them. I just need to sit down and read them because my reading pile is getting a little OC. Yeah, I get I get to that point where you look at it and it's like a, almost the size of a r- ruler high. And I'm like, OK, I got to start reading these. Yeah, books no, it's embarrassing. Buying. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's yeah. embarrassing to sit there and see like if anybody knew that this pile has been unread, <laughs> it'd be embarrassing. Yeah. Now you just walk in and be like, oh, this dude likes comic books. But if right. you know, now if any of you walk in, you're going to be like, damn, this fool did not read these things. <laughs> Eventually, we have to con- like control ourselves and convince yourself to put down the video game controller, put down the TV controller and be like, my free time tonight is going to be spent reading comic books instead of those other things. But there's too many fun things to do. So <laughs> that's why we fall behind. Yeah. The one thing that I really discovered that I enjoy doing is I put on football and read comics. Sure. And I can kind of do that now with having the red zone channel and no commercials that gets a little tougher, but if I'm watching like Monday night football, I can kind of turn down the volume a little bit, especially if it's not a game I really care about right. and kind of have that on and I can read some comics and that's not too bad, but sure. You know, double, nice double combo. got to you know, nice multitask, combo. multitask used to do all <laughs> kinds of shit. I remember as a kid, I remember talking to you on the phone while I was playing video games and listening to music. <laughs> How's that work? I have no idea, but I made it work. Yeah. But right now, it's not time for us to talk about the past. It's time for us to talk about the future or I guess the present, because it's time for us to talk about our first impressions of Hawkeye. Now streaming on Disney Plus, we're going to do the first half of the season, episodes one, two, and three. But before we do, we want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Don... It's time for us to talk about Hawkeye. So let's do some Hawkeye talk. And the show is finally here. Debuted a couple weeks ago. We got two episodes last week, right before Thanksgiving. We got the third episode this week. We decided to kind of bunch the half season together. No idea if we're going to be able to bunch the next back half, but none of that matters because we are here to talk about one, two, and three. You ready, man? Yeah, man. Let's talk some Hawkeye. OG Avenger finally getting his spotlight but is he getting a spotlight in this show Ooh, foreshadowing Mm. foreshadowing if you've watched the show you know the answer is no (laughs) (laughs) yeah well we'll see we might disagree on that a little bit but we'll see yeah yeah so hawkeye episode one 
finally got it. We know we already knew going into this show that the basic idea, like a lot of these Disney Plus shows, is setting up the future. And we knew that it was kind of like, okay, this is going to be the Kate Bishop show to one extent or the other because we're debuting her and Jeremy Renner can't be here forever. That's true. And, so, and, and we've seen we've seen like these handoffs happening all, all throughout phase four and even part of phase three. Like they're thinking ahead, Marvel, um, onto what's next. And like you said, they can't do these roles forever. Robert Downey Jr. decided that Chris Evans decided that Scarlett Johansson. We can go through the list. Um, Chris Hemsworth might, you know, be done soon, too. So it's like they're all kind of just all the originals are sadly or not sadly however you look at it passing the torch so this is hawkeye's turn it seems like right yeah and if this is his gonna be his swan song i'm down for it man i really enjoy this idea of and i've said it multiple multiple times so if you're a long time listener you've heard me say it before i love street heroes and just this has such that street hero daredevil feel which we know all of this stuff and obviously we're gonna dive into it pretty hard as it really does come kind of circle here a little bit but it just has that daredevil spider-man street you know uh warrior street superhero feel to it which is awesome and this one really feels a lot more light-hearted i mean if mm-hmm. you really line up these disney plus shows this is kind of the goofiest one yeah a little bit and it, yeah and it it's the one that doesn't take itself as seriously mm-hmm. like you can go through every other project that's kind of been going on and there might be some lightheartedness to it here and there like shang chi had its jokes and whatever but everything that we've been seeing lately is a little more self-serious and this show is um just like a, a kind of a romp i know we use that word a lot but it is more just like a joyful you know this thing you can tell you even know just from watching the promos and everything this is a christmas um holiday season based show in that time period and man they're just doing like needle drops of christmas songs while action scenes are going on and everything is decorated all holiday and and you know they're playing lighthearted holiday christmas stuff and it's and we haven't seen something like that before um so it is kind of a another word we use a lot is refreshing but it is a little refreshing to see something not so serious you know what i mean yeah and because I didn't say it before, I'm going to say it now. Spoilers, full spoilers. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So from here on out, because I was about to say some some shit here that gets spoilery. So <laughs> full spoilers. So if you haven't watched them yet, if you want to watch them, definitely go check them out and come back. But otherwise, we're just going to have a conversation about Hawkeye 1, 2, and 3 starting right now. So those yes. of you still with us. Hey, how you doing? Episode <laughs> 1. But what I wanted to say was Hawkeye... I mean, literally the premise of the show is, can Hawkeye make it home for Christmas? <laughs> and isn't that every Christmas story? Like the man can't get home to his family. The woman can't yeah. get home to her family yeah. in time for Christmas. Oh no. And the, that's yeah. exactly what they're doing in this. Yeah. I'm not going to make it home for Christmas. And that's just yeah. funny. Yeah. It's he's, they're literally counting down the, uh, the events he's missing like in the first episode he had his kids say what are we going to do tomorrow what are we gonna do the next day what are we gonna do the next day and now they're like it's movie night are you coming home dad no but i'll be home for the pageant you know, like, the i episode, only have three days i only have the pageant and then it's christmas <laughs> yeah uh but i did find a synopsis for this show and that does that's like in the first line it's former avenger clint barton 
has a seemingly simple mission. Get back to his family for Christmas. <laughs> Possible, maybe with the help of Kate Bishop, a 22-year-old archer with dreams of becoming a superhero, the two are forced to work together when a presence from Barton's past threatens to derail far more than the festive spirit. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the show so far in a nutshell, I would say, right? Yeah, that's 100% what the show is. It's very lighthearted and it's fun i've been i've been enjoying the first couple episodes uh so far it makes me nervous because they got six and i feel like i want them to do so much and i'm and they seem to be setting up to do so much and what's going to be in the back half of this season you know we've kind of got this set up now and now we got to be in this downhill already it's just crazy well yeah i want to talk to you about it when we get to the end of this conversation what we think the last three will be yeah yeah and our expectations for her, but I'm, I kind of feel the same way. Like there is so much you hope that they get to and things that you expected them to already get to that they haven't yet. So it's like, Oh, when are you going to have time to do this? When are you going to do this? Is it going to be impactful enough with only three episodes left? Uh, one thing before we get into the episodes itself, I wanted to ask you, what is your feeling on just like, we've watched all the MCU movies. We've seen them all from the beginning. Before this show, how did you feel about Hawkeye? Like, where does he stand for you when you think about the MCU? All Jennifer or Jeremy Renner's performances up to now, like, did he really matter to you as a character? Did you care about this show just because you wanted to see more Hawkeye? Or is it just like, oh, cool, Hawkeye? Like, how did he like really register with you? Because he's kind of been, to me personally, the most underdeveloped of the original six anyway like he's not really he hasn't really gotten his due i feel up until now and this is like his show i guess or at least by name um i don't know did you care about hawkeye before before this or what i did because i like jeremy renner i liked his line delivery i liked the action i liked the here i like hawkeye as a character yes he's underdeveloped yes i mean i didn't realize he wasn't in infinity war until i went and saw endgame yeah. And then the movie right. opened up with him and I said, oh, Hawkeye, where was he? <laughs> like, yeah. I forgot he existed and I didn't miss him. So, I mean, I 100% agree with what you're saying with that. Um, it, It's a little weird because he, ironically, or I guess interestingly enough, based on this conversation that we're just starting here, he is my wife's favorite Avenger. Oh, so I do. She like Hawkeye, Hawkeye, Hawkeye. And that's the one she always wanted to see. So I I'm he's more in my mind because of her. Okay, but not necessarily because of anything that they've done. It's just mostly her going. Why isn't there more Hawkeye? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it kind of is a weird way to answer that question. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying before this show. I was excited that he was finally getting the opportunity to lead something. Yeah, and I felt he did. I feel kind of similar as you. Uh, I felt he deserved more, like than what he's what he's received to this point. Because Hawkeye is a cool character in the comics, uh, and not to sidetrack us, but this show is like very heavily based on a Hawkeye series, which was written by Matt Fraction and drawn by David Aja. Um, and I'll talk about that more as we go through this. It's a wonderful series for those who haven't read it. Please read it. Matt Fraction has a, like a, a consulting producer credit on the yeah, show too, which is great. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, he debuted, he debuted in Thor, I think was his first movie. Yeah. And he was just kind of in there a little bit. And then they throw him into the Avengers and in the Avengers, he just was kind of, he got brainwashed by Loki. So most of that movie, he was like a quasi villain and didn't really get to do much. And then, you know, you have the huge battle of New York and I still laugh at those scenes where it's just him and uh, black widow like shooting her little guns and his arrows at these huge aliens i'm like what are you guys doing you don't matter I, I mean, not, that, <laughs> yeah. not that you don't matter but you got a you know hulk and thor running wrecking shit and then just hawkeye shooting his little arrows um i don't know and 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 he had a he had a somewhat larger role in age of ultron i think mm-hmm. um he was the one who convinced scarlet witch to like break out of her shell and, and come out and, and join the fight. And so that was an important time for him. And like you said, he wasn't even in infinity war. And then you see him pop up as Ronan in Endgame with his crazy, weird, stupid haircut. Uh, <laughs> but like, besides that, he's been pretty underused. I mean, he had a big scene in Endgame. We all know it with him and Natasha uh, about the soul stone, which weighs heavily in this, series still to this day but uh so yeah i'm i'm happy he's finally getting his own thing his own show and i had originally i read somewhere that this was originally supposed to be a movie but like kevin feige started thinking things over and like this might work better as a show and he approached jeremy about it and was like let's do it as a show and jeremy had to agree to it because they originally had a deal that this was going to be a film but he he said, yeah, let's do it as a show. So I'm glad they are doing it as a show. We get like a little more. It might not work as a movie. You might not get as much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I think I think it could be at least what they're going for right now, I think would be a weird movie. Yeah, I, I mean, agree, I know it's so. obviously structured to be a show now at this point, but yeah, I, I've been enjoying the, the Disney Plus shows and getting a little bit more time, six hours to tell this story as opposed to two agreed so we're we're on the same page i just wanted to feel out your feelings of hawkeye before we started talking about him yeah and as you're talking about his origins and stuff it, it, you find it funny that you're like oh you know he's just shooting arrows well you got hulk smashing shit but him shooting those arrows is what inspired kate bishop to like start her life during that attack in the avengers because that was how they started this show with that giant basically that big new york attack from a different perspective of someone being in the house, which reminded me a lot of like uh, Batman versus Superman, where they kind of yeah. started that movie from the ground level of the big climax of Man of Steel, which was awesome. But yeah. uh, it was the best way to start that movie. And then it all went downhill from there. But that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> um, but then, you know, after the, everything's exploding, Kate Bishop sees as a, as a little girl, she <clears throat> she sees Clint doing his Hawkeye stuff. And she was like, wow, I need a bow and arrow. She said it at her dad's grave. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what she's thinking about at her father's funeral. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the opening scene of this show. And I thought it was a f- great way to start the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's introducing Kate Bishop's origin in a real kind of quick way. But I also love when the MCU shows things that have happened before from a different perspective. Yeah. Like uh, they did it with Baron Zemo seeing like the Sokovia or, or what battle, you know, destroyed his world. And that's why he became what he did. So seeing like the battle of New York, which is this huge thing in the MCU, which has had reverberations throughout everything. And they always talk about the battle of New York, the battle of New York to see it from a 
civilians perspective on like how it affected them like buildings were crashing and aliens are flying around and how would that affect a you know a a, a young girl who's just seeing it and it basically like you said she sees that hawkeye is the one who basically saves her life mm-hmm. so that's who she wants to be like and wants to emulate like what if what if instead of hawkeye she saw it was a uh, you know hulk that she saw save her she'd be like mom i need gamma radiation (laughs) Uh, or like i need shield practice captain america but no hawkeye was the one and i think she uh i think she kind of latched on to that he's a human and that and so is she so she's like i can be like that you know what i mean yeah so uh that was a really cool scene. I, I really like that. I like seeing stuff from other perspectives in that way. Yeah, it was a cool way to open the show, kind of let you know who those characters were and where they're coming from as we time jumped then to the uh, future and or the present, I guess, and saw, you know, Clint Barton getting ready for Christmas with his kids in New York. <laughs> that that New brings York. you to Rogers the Musical. What did you think of Rogers oh, the Musical? It was funny. It was it over was the funny. top. It yeah. was over the top, but it was fun. We all knew that was coming just from like trailers and stuff. That song is catchy. I mean, it got in my head and that's what a Broadway performance of that would look like. Like, And it's just funny to me that Marvel actually like took the time to make that song and like really produce that real song. Like it's on Spotify. You can listen to that song. (laughs) Yeah. It's out there as like a full musical track. Uh, It was funny. It was funny to see. One thing I kept thinking about is like, he's there with his family. Like, is he not, even though he is the most low-key Avenger, wouldn't he just be noticed in public all the time and people would be like, hey, Hawkeye's sitting here in the audience. Like, the little, the one little girl noticed, they showed her turn around and be like, hi, but no one else is like, uh, there's a real Avenger sitting here in the in the audience watching this. Right. I don't know. Watching this version, like, everyone should be turning and looking to see what his reaction is. <laughs> right, right. Like, huh? Is this legit? What do you think? What do you think, Hawkeye? Is this what happened to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was a fun way to bring us into the present and do that. I'll have to go find that song on Spotify. I didn't know they they went that far with it. They did. They, oh, I, they did. I There's no reason not to, but that's funny. That's funny. I have to look that up. Uh, but then then we kind of started jumping back and forth between the two because we had uh, Kate Bishop kind of realizing that her mom is getting remarried and she was going through, got went to the gala, the gala. Mm-hmm. Rich people love galas. So. I love it. <laughs> love it. There's always a gala when there's a rich people involved. And we should mention that her mother is being played by Vera Farmiga, yep. who, you know, is a recognizable face for people. So. My thing I'm thinking now, three episodes in, is there's more to her than what we're getting. Oh, she's clearly um, a bad guy. Yeah, you don't clearly. you don't you don't cast her in in this show without her um, playing a super important role. She's not just Kate Bishop's mom. No, you know what I mean. She's something. She's something big. Yeah, she's totally the bad guy. <laughs> you think so? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. She. I she, think so. She too. knows what it is or behind it. So there's there's. Like you said, you don't cast her just to be the mom, but then she's yeah. also getting death threats by uh, by the dude, which I can't remember his name. The guy, oh, that her, her uncle, or yeah, yeah, her, I can't think of his name right now either. Her, like Anton fiance, or something. Yeah, Anton. Her father. Oh, no. The fiance who's played by Tony Dalton is Jack Dusens. Yeah, 
his uncle. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not on this list of, of casts because he didn't make it that far into the show. The old uncle who died in the first episode. He was murdered by a sword. Right. Um, yeah, and that even brings up to going back to the first scene, like when all that shit's going down and stuff's falling apart. Kate is running around that apartment for like five minutes before her mom finally gets her what's the mom doing that whole time and the dad is just dead so like did you kill the dad did did, did she kill the dad probably so oh. uh i guess we'll find out i think yeah she's gonna turn out to be really bad but i like her as an actress so oh yeah she's great i could expect nothing less yeah and, and she'll be able to do it so i'm super super pumped to see where they're going and that's one of the things that we have to figure out is that's like there's that's one of the plot there's like five plots going on in the show there is that we need to to get answers to because you know florence Pugh still hasn't shown up in three episodes so you know she's got to come for her black widow arc we're still trying to clean up the ronin arc we're still got to clean up the kate bishop arc and the murder mystery of who who murdered anton yeah there's a, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going there, on. There is a lot going on, and, and it all kind of centers around the main thing I'm getting out of these first three episodes, and we can kind of talk about it in pieces here, is I'm liking the dynamic between Clint and Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure how I would feel about um, this just being like an introduction to Kate Bishop as a show and not being about Hawkeye, but so far I feel like it's been 50 50 and the show is called Hawkeye. So you're like, Oh, it's Clint Barton, but Kate Bishop is Hawkeye too. Yeah. If you, if you read Marvel comics, she's a, you know, prominent character. Now she's also Hawkeye. So this is their show together in the long run. Yeah. Uh, to me anyway. And I, I, I think the actress playing, uh, Kate Haley Steinfeld is doing a really good job right now. I think she's, um, she's being portrayed perfectly. Actually. She's like witty and confident and also like eager to get, get Clint's approval, mm-hmm. which is what she is in the comics. And she like admires him and just wants to be like, be like him and yeah. ends, up, ends up being like him, if not better than him. So I feel like they're doing that really well. Um, but how did she take down a clock tower with an arrow? Well, that was just silly. i was like that seemed like an overreaction for an arrow with a tennis ball just ringing a bell i mean that 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 bell tower wasn't prepared to ring listen we got to suspend our belief it was an architectural mishap i don't know how that building (laughs) fell down it was like the death star she hit the one she hit the ventilation (laughs) chamber and it blew up in the right spot and her (laughs) Her parents are clearly rich enough to have that not matter. Her mom's just going to replace the clock tower, I guess. However, many millions of dollars that costs. I'm going to um, cancel. They just needed a. They just needed a reason to cancel her credit card, so she could never have to. She couldn't buy food. Yeah, Hawkeye, you got to keep buying me food because my credit card. I think she said that like three times. I think in every episode, she was like, "My credit card just got canceled." Yeah, she 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 likes bringing that up. Uh, and as an adult, do you? can your parent cancel your credit card and that just ruins you financially i guess who knows i don't know Um, these are gala gala going folk we don't know what going folk (laughs) (laughs) we don't know what that world is like i've never been to a gala right so you invite me to my first gala and then you know all of a sudden my mom will be like credit cards canceled (laughs) 
so I'm getting off track here. Let's get get the get the truck back on the road. Get the rig back on the road. Armand Armand Armand. That's, the third. that's his name. Okay, yeah, Armand, who was like kind of insulting her, but like not at the same time. It's a very weird family thing they got got going on and and jack was there and there's like some kind of black market underground thing going on at this gala uh which of course there is and that's kind of like where we see them bidding on items that have been found during the battle of new york or whatever and stuff was brought in from avengers tower and kate kind of works her way down there and they're bidding on the ronin suit and the ronin sword and that's where she first discovers that stuff um yeah man some shady shit's going on and and kate has in her mind that she can be a hero and and when shit goes wild and we get introduced to the uh tracksuit mafia or whatnot yeah and those those who've read the hawkeye books know this group very well they're highly featured in that book and they say bro a bunch of times in that and they say bro bro. all the time in the show so it's like straight out of the book um you know, Kate gets the Kate gets the Ronin suit and puts it on so she can defend these people and fight these people. Um, we learned earlier she's a martial artist and an archer and a fencer, and she's taken all these classes so she knows how to kind of defend herself. Uh, she still looks a little shaky. We learned learning. with theme song title credits. <laughs> oh, that whole montage yeah. and the opening theme song yeah. is her growing up and becoming a world class fighter. And it's it's a cool opening sequence. I like Super that cool. title. Yeah. I like that title sequence. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she fights them and and uh, gets out of there. But now the tracksuit mafia is is chasing down Ronan because that's when we also the show kind of just revolves around what happened in the five years that Clint was Ronan, mm-hmm. and, and that's something we've never really dealt with or delved too far into in the MCU. So it's nice to see that kind of. Uh, kind of brought up you know what i mean yeah absolutely it's it's yeah she putting on that suit just kind of made everyone be like ronan's back let's go get him and brought out every scumbag in the in the tri-state area there to uh hunt him down and get ready to go yeah and then clint kind of sees this on the news with his family that ronan's back so of course that's going to be on his radar because ronan can't be back because he's ronan and he knows how dangerous it would be for somebody to put on the ronan suit um and be running around because he knows what he did as ronin now and we know what he did as ronin he killed a bunch of people (laughs) over uh, a five-year span so hawkeye's a killer he killed people yeah um he's a vigilante who kills like the anti-batman but so i mean basically where we're at in the show is him trying to protect he finds out it's kate at the end of the first episode yeah um so it's basically just Clint doing what he does best. He is a family man now. He's trying to put stuff behind him, but he's still going to try to do what's right. Kate's in danger. So he's Hawkeye being Hawkeye, man. Yeah. He's got to go get that suit back. Yeah. And that brings yeah. us into episode two where he decides to go LARPing. Whew, that was a fun, that was a fun scene. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was at first I thought it was going to be so stupid, but then like once it started and it was like the slow-mo and just like the looks on his face of disgust and just like knocking people off. Yeah. Uh, It's the only LARPing I've seen in like entertainment since what's that movie role models with Paul Rudd. Uh But uh, (laughs) that was fun, man. 
yeah i enjoyed the the larping event so he could get his suit back and he did it and he got a suit back yeah yeah but yeah the slow motion and all that shit that was so funny right uh that was really fun what else happened in episode two this is kind of all Uh, yeah they're all together in my mind um that that was when the tracksuit mafia was trying to uh because that was after the fire i think after they burned down kate bishop's apartment and they were trying to go i think the really the other thing that she did was she was trying to uh kate bishop was trying to convince her mom that uh her fiance was Uh involved in armand's death and they did the whole fencing duel yeah she tried to stab him in the face a couple things from that one why didn't they just let the ronin suit burn he wants it gone clint wants the ronin suit gone so just throw it in the fire when like the house is on fire well he left Um, it so i'm assuming it wouldn't burn because he went back for it i mean it's just like fireproof it has to be because yeah he left it he said leave it we'll come back for it but it was like surrounded by flames so you would imagine that it has to be fireproof because otherwise he'd be like, Oh, well, it's gone. Yeah. Mission accomplished. I can just go <laughs> mission home. Accomplished. No it's gone. Yeah. Why, why? I mean, I would just, yeah, just destroy it, but you know. Yeah. Um, also from that, we haven't talked about pizza dog yet or pizza dog. lucky the pizza dog animals in the MCU rule. I'll say that right now. Yeah. We've had, alligator loki and morris from shang chi and um there's one i'm forgetting (laughs) is morris even an animal or is he just like some kind of fucked up (laughs) it's like a double butted koala bear butt face koala bear but we still love morris (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh morris the butt face koala you, there's also the cat the cat from captain marvel but yeah man lucky the pizza dog is is cute um i i like when dogs are in stuff uh <laughs> yeah can't go wrong and, and what else did you say there at the end oh yeah the the fiance whose name on this show is um jack Dusens. Mm-hmm. now in the comic books there's a character whose name is jacques Dusens. And he is the villain swordsman. And this guy is perfect, is like a master of the sword. So that's who this is. This is swordsman. Yeah. Uh, introducing another MCU character who I think has history with Hawkeye. Uh, I'm not super familiar with him. If you like Google image search swordsman MCU, you will be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that guy around. So that's cool. He's kind of like more of an obscure character. But I like that actor playing him, too. Um He's been. Are you watching Better Call Saul? No. Okay. He's I only watched great the on. first few episodes. He on that one. I was gonna say, what else has that dude been in? Yeah, he's great on that show. He's like uh, crazy scary on Better Call Saul. Really? Um. Yeah. 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 But uh. Yeah. So he he's involved and he kind of jumps back in in episode three, but we're not there yet. But uh, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Episode two. I felt like kind of got the introductions out of the way and just kind of flowed a little better than episode one they were both good and i'm kind of putting them together because i watched them back to back of course but it was a great it was a fun episode i liked it a lot yeah absolutely i i enjoyed the the larping i enjoyed the uh the fencing and uh you know kate bishop trying to figure out how armand is involved or not jack is involved in armand's death and that murder um and then we had uh barton 
get himself caught by the tracksuit mafia so yes. he could uh figure out who's in charge and try to smooth over what's going so he can get home for christmas and then of course yeah. they ended that episode with kate bishop him saying who's kate bishop and what's she doing clear up clear up all this mess and then yeah kate bishop com- comedically fell through the uh skylight and lands hi and that's right. how they ended that episode with her just right. you know comedy yeah just falling through the ceiling at perfect timing it's like it was it was like it was a cue <laughs> on cue here she comes yeah on Let cue me. here she comes of course she does um but that was fun yeah that was fun and and he even said he what he was gonna do he kind of let himself get captured mm-hmm. and he was like i'm gonna pull like the old black widow trick the the bait and switch or whatever you want to call it like she's done that before we've yeah. seen her do it that was in one of those movies avengers or yeah. something yeah where she got captured and and ended up kicking everybody's ass like he planned and hoped to do the same thing so that was cool and you could just feel his still like not i don't want to say longing but like he misses natasha a lot and he, a lot of that guilt uh we felt in episode one where he like was seeing when he saw her version of her mm-hmm. for rogers the musical that like hit him hard and and like a cosplayer dressed as her out on the street like he's still feeling that and yeah that, that's that's good to see because like that was an important moment in that um end game movie when that happened when it was either him or her you know what i mean and he wanted it to be him he wanted to give his life for her but she ended up doing it for him so it's good that they're still showing us that as viewers that that's still affecting him in a in a crazy way you know right right and then at the end though we got introduced without knowing it to echo yes tracksuit mafia walks in and hey bro we got him and yeah her holding on to the speakers and when you know you know and we knew it was echo yeah we knew she was coming (laughs) yeah i like i like that scene a lot it was like in red and like a cool introduction to her um these Marvel shows keep doing that, like showing you a new character at the end of episode two. I think we got Sylvie at the end of episode two on Loki and mm-hmm. uh, somebody else. They did that in Falcon and the Winter Soldier too. I can't remember now who, but uh, yeah. And we talked about Echo recently when we did our episode on Disney Plus. Yeah. So we know she has a show coming uh, based on her. We'll have to see what that's going to be, but this is kind of her introduction um in the comic she is a character who is deaf who her ability which they kind of haven't shown on this show yet we'll talk about episode three but like her ability is to mimic powers or mimic fighting styles that she sees similar to taskmaster um so it's going to be kind of cool to see what they end up doing with her further in this episode yeah um and it's cool how they showed she was deaf by like her feeling the speakers for the vibration. Yeah, yeah. Feel like, oh, it's cool. And this is like the second major thing, like after Eternals to both like feature a hearing impaired character. And even Hawkeye himself is hearing impaired in this show, which we haven't really talked about, but is cool because in the comics, that's what he is too, because he's just a man. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think all these huge galactic fights with Thanos and Ultron and Loki have done to a regular man's <laughs> hearing? You know right. I mean? um, he's not Thor. He's not Hulk. He's not impervious to this stuff. He's just a dude with an arrow. So that's super cool that they're delving into that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, the tolls and the stuff like that takes. Yeah. Yeah. On just so, a dude. 
Yeah, dude. Episode episode two ended with Echo. I liked it. Yeah, it definitely was a good okay. Ready for next week for episode yeah. three. And then episode three showed up and man, this one knocked it out of the park. It did. Episode three took a giant leap to me. Uh, episode If episodes one and two were fun, episode three was like super fun. Um, a lot of things improved. Not, And I don't even want to say improved because that makes it sound like episodes one and two were bad and they weren't. But episode three, like the action took a huge leap. Um, just like the, the connection between Clint and Kate took a huge leap. Mm-hmm. Just like everything was more... It's like we're okay. We're in the driver's seat now. Gas, you know, foot on the gas. Let's go. I I had a lot of fun with this one. Yeah, it just started ramping up, and we started getting going, and then we started asking all these questions that now we're like, I want the next episode, and I need three more episodes. That's all you're going to give us. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I know we're already halfway through. It feels like we just started. We did. Yeah. (laughs) This episode kind of starts with um, the origin story of echo yep kind of get into her they show her as a kid and um you know being deaf and being in a school and how she has to adapt to living um in that kind of world and we get introduced to it's like a story with her father which that dude i don't have his name right in front of me is awesome yeah he's in so many good things he uh he's in this show he's he's been on a season of fargo where he was like a killer and like super intimidating uh reservation dogs which i watched a few episodes on he was pretty funny he's been he's a great actor i love that that dude dude. so when they ended up showing him dying that made me sad because i was hoping he would be in more um but that kind of brings us to the way we see him dying is he's killed by ronan so he so this is in her past she finds out her father is killed by Ronan who was running around killing all these underworld criminals for those five years during the blip because Clint lost his mind when he lost his family. So he's, you know, just taking it out on everybody who he deems is a criminal and bad. And so Echo's father was killed by Ronan. Um, So we kind of go down the road of dead murdered father is the way a villain is made. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, sympathetic villain is made yeah so the pieces are starting to kind of fit together why the tracksuit mafia is after clint because echo is you know quote unquote in charge or is she in charge (laughs) but she's she's high up on the tracksuit mafia you know leadership list and their mission is to kind of find out who ronin is so this story kind of finally starts getting put together um tracksuit mafia wants ronin hawkeye is the only one who knows he's Ronan unless like maybe some Avengers know, but like Kate doesn't know she's starting to put it together. So this, this whole show is you were finally seeing where it's going. Yeah. Well, and, and man, I don't know about you, but during that flashback scene, when she shows up at the garage and all of a sudden there's fighting inside, I a hundred percent thought that was daredevil. Um, it took me oh, a second. You? Oh yeah. I was, I was, I, I saw the fighting and I was like, what's going on? And then when she looked through the window and you saw like Ronan running through, it looked like daredevil, man. And I was sitting there like, <laughs> I sat up, I sat up in my chair. I'm like, is daredevil on? The-? Like I, I thought, and then, <laughs> I, then it kind of clicked relatively quickly at that point. It kind of was like, no, that's Ronan. Okay, cool. I know where yeah. we're going. I know where we are. Okay, fine. But I, I, I sat up a little straighter going, is that daredevil? Because it just, 
it looked like it would have been a daredevil thing the way that they shot it the way that it yeah. looked. i mean it just it's it's what i like man i love that like I said that street level um that action and just the way that it was shot and the way that they did it there was a lot of great shots in this episode and that's where this show like the dark underground theme of it like there's nothing you can get closer to between hawkeye ronin times and daredevil that's why these shows are so why people are speculating so much about what's going on is because nothing has felt as close to daredevil with that kind of stuff as this like underground mafia crime like new york city crime we're not dealing with galactic space beings and thanos this is all just like deep underground seedy dark clubs dark rooms fighting you know give me my uh, heroes for hire yeah yeah so that's kind of what yeah that, that'd be how crazy would it have been if that would have been daredevil um and it easily could have been but yeah yeah um because i was gonna say in the comic books it was daredevil yeah yeah <laughs> right you know um, her, if you if they're they're changing her origin to fit hawkeye mm-hmm. and fit ronin and to keep this story going which works 100 percent. but i mean could have been daredevil <laughs> and you wouldn't have skipped a I mean, beat I mean, if we're talking rumors, the rumor is that the Echo Show, which is who knows when going to come out, but it's like a soft introduction to Daredevil coming back into the MCU. Um, even though there's also rumors that we're going to see him before then, and we, you all know what I'm talking about. But um, how would he fit into? I, well, that's a complete sidebar. I don't know how he. I know the rumors are that he's going to show up in Spider-Man, but I just can't. Spoilers. <laughs> that's a rumor spoilers, know, aren't rumors. rumors aren't spoilers i know i know I know. because i don't think that's gonna happen in any frame of the imagination like i don't even know how you fit him into that movie well people think he's gonna be peter parker's lawyer matt murdoch oh yeah okay. and maybe you won't maybe you won't see daredevil but you might see matt murdoch okay and that'll be like people's brains might explode um so yeah, now Don just spoiled. I didn't spoil anything. <laughs> I can't spoil it. I didn't write the thing. I don't know if it's true or not. But um, yeah, if that happens, that. that'd be. I mean, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I I probably would. That probably would blow up my brain. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. Before we get into like the the big rumors, because there's a lot with this episode. Um. What did you think of the? fight and chase scene in this episode it was with it was awesome i thought so too yeah once they broke free and they had the big fights um getting to see a little bit more of what echo could do getting to see clint do his fighting you had a little bit of comedy in there with kate as she's tied up and she can't break free um you had a lot of cool stuff and then of course she had ran out to the one take car chase um, yes. scene with the, the camera spinning in the back seat is just one take just kind of going and I mean you don't I don't really I don't have another car chase scene that stands out of being like a one take like that mm-hmm. in the back seat of the car and just following around while they're doing it it was really cool and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that whole I mean most of this episode was that chase yeah and I mean this whole episode was just kate and clint doing shit together which is great yeah. to see yeah but that that scene definitely stood out to me i thought that was a lot of fun like you the one shot of it was cool um like i said i thought the the fight choreography really took a step up like when they were fighting in that abandoned kb toys yeah which was funny to me but like um 
really took a step up from the first two episodes. And I really just like that the archery of it is finally Hawkeye's archery is finally featured. Right. Like in all his previous things, it's just like a little side of him shooting a couple arrows. But I like that, you know, in the comics, he uses a lot of different trick arrows. They're not just one, you know, regular arrows. And in this, it really finally shows, hey, man, this guy has this and this and this. And this is what Hawkeye can really do. This is what he brings to the table. He's the world's greatest archer, mm-hmm. even though he called Crate Kate the world's greatest archer in this episode. It was just like an awe moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he even used a, a Pym Particles Dude, arrow that was where that, awesome that was that so was awesome. cool he was like just shoot <laughs> yeah. up and she shot it up and just it just yeah the timing of it and just the way that they pulled that off it just looked yeah so cool and he even got that the debut great. of the suction cup arrow suction cup arrow was cool and the usb and the, arrow <laughs> the usb arrow which was like a callback to what if which was funny with the usb arrow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um which was kind of weird but uh yeah, man, I thought that scene was great. I thought it was fun. It was just like a nice little 40-minute romp, and that's what I want. Pretty much. Um, when you get these, we've had a bunch of huge galactic things going on in, in Marvel lately, so having something this lighthearted and just like street level, like you keep calling it, was was super great. Yeah, and that's what I've enjoyed about this show so far is the street level aspect as well as just, yeah, being a lot more lighthearted, having that Christmas feel the needle drops the christmas music the you know just that light heartedness but still having some complexity to it some decent action it's just fun and mm-hmm. sometimes it's you know fun to step away and just have a little fun as opposed to you know end of the world you know uh pregnants being or planets being impregnated and you know end of the right. world stakes you know to have smaller more personal more intimate stakes is kind of is, is fun yeah and I mean, I agree with you totally there. This episode ends with like Kate and uh, Clint trying to get to the bottom of things. And they're in Kate's apartment trying to pull stuff up. And Jack pops back out with, with the Ronin the, sword, with the Ronin swords. We're like, oh, now what's going to happen? Um, so that ends the episode. But we cannot finish talking about this episode without addressing something that happened towards the beginning during Echo's origin story. Uh, when her father refers to someone that they call uncle mm-hmm. and he, uncle is also brought up at other points in this episode, like her little assistant guy who is the only one who does sign language with her um, in the tracksuit mafia refers to an uncle. And there is a scene where we see uh, a man in a black suit come and like squeeze little young echoes face um, even though her name's not echo. I can't think of what her <laughs> real name was um maya lopez maya lopez right okay yeah um but yeah who's uncle man you know who uncle is (laughs) he had the cufflinks he i mean i know who uncle is but i need you to say it It, it's it's kingpin (laughs) it has to be kingpin there isn't anybody else the 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 uh garage that they worked at was fat man motors I noticed that too. Yeah. Um, there was no, I mean, he, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no other. And honestly, I, I, re, 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 I rewound it, restarted the episode to rewatch that scene just to double check. And I turned up that volume. That is Vincent D'Onofrio, like giggling, like laughing. You can hear him. I mean, he has a very mm-hmm. distinctive voice. Yeah. And that, that's just totally Vincent D'Onofrio is going to reprise his role of Kingpin. And at this point, if he doesn't, 
then that's just Marvel trolling everybody. And if we get some weird CGI monster or some weird other version of Kingpin, I just don't think, I don't think they could do it. So if it's not Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio, I don't know what they're doing, but um, it, it has to be, there's like a 90, there's like a 5% chance. It's not him. It has to be. I mean, he tweeted out the trailer of the show. And it's like, I love these MCU shows and you know, it's just, yeah. Unless it's everybody's just trolling us. I mean, it, it sounded like him that, I mean, if we go watch that scene. That sounds like him. So it has to be Kingpin. That's the only thing that makes sense as to, I mean, in the comic right. books, it's Kingpin in the, yeah. I mean, he's a very integral part in Echo's story as well as the tracksuit mafia and Hawkeye and Daredevil. So, I mean, it's gotta mm-hmm. be, it's gotta be. Yeah. Gotta I'll be. say this. If it's, if it's not Kingpin, then I will boo this show until I am hoarse in the throat. I hate this. Uh, I'm with you. It is, it is Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, the rumors and, and, have been out there. Nothing's been confirmed, but it is. No, it has to be. And that idea just freaks me out. I don't know yeah. why, but that okay. is just so cool. And we've talked about it before, well before this show, well before these rumors. We've we've mentioned it here before. We've talked about it privately. He, Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin on those Daredevil shows is one of the best villains the MCU has. You oh, know, yeah. you talk, we we've always talked about, and everybody always talks about, you know, Marvel's villain problem. And you know, oh, they had Thanos. They had this. Kingpin was one of the exceptions to that rule, and and really might be one of their best, if not their best villain that they've ever created. So mm-hmm. the idea of him being able to come back is a no brainer on top of just that idea of man, how cool is that going to be? If he really comes back and is able to go running through some of these heroes. And if we're going to get daredevil back, um, especially if it is Charlie Cox, cause I really enjoyed Charlie Cox's daredevil. And if we really start integrating these Netflix characters into the MCU and these Disney plus shows, that's just, I mean, that's super exciting, man. That's super exciting. Yeah. And you know what, if it, if it does happen to turn out the way we think, I I'll just have to commend, um, Marvel studios for doing the right thing yeah. and like, knowing that they want to use Kingpin because he is a major villain in, in the comics and just not re not recasting, like looking at the body of work he gave you as Kingpin and being like, yeah, that's our guy. We're not, we don't need a new guy. That's Kingpin. Nobody else is Kingpin. We can't use anybody else as Kingpin because Kingpin's right there. And he's already, he's already shown us he can do it. And, um, man, it's just going to kind of blow my mind a little bit Yeah, just because I never, I didn't think that the Netflix Marvel shows would ever come back. I thought they were dead. Like, honestly, I thought they were just done Mm -hmm. and we all kind of did. So if he's, if it truly is him and I expect them to, I fully expect it to be him. It just opens the door. Like, wow, they really can come back with um, Charlie Cox, Daredevil. If they want to bring back, you know, uh jessica jones or whatever whatever they want to do they can they can totally just delve back into that world that is crazy and awesome to me 
Yeah. Uh, Cause you can, you can kind of like cherry pick the best parts of that Netflix world and insert it into this. And that is awesome. So I, I, I'm really excited to like, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, when are you going to show his face? Please don't just be in the last episode. I want him. I want him. <laughs> yes. And you would imagine, I mean, if they're going to show him in this series, then he's got to be in echoes, right? You'd think so. I mean, especially, yeah, if, if there's like, if he's her quote unquote uncle, yeah, he's going to be an echo as well. And, and beyond that, who knows, like, are they going to revive daredevil for a season four and do another daredevil show and he's on it? Like, Ooh. let's, let's go there. If we're going to do it, let's do it. Like put them in stuff. Um, I am here for it. That's all I have to say is I'm here for it. Yeah, I would, I would love a, I mean, out of those Netflix shows, Daredevil's the one that I watched. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I don't know why I didn't, I watched. Yeah. So I'm, I would be there for some more Daredevil. I need to watch those just because just need to. Put I'm with you. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against bringing back John Berthenol as a Punisher sure. either if they, if they want to do that. Dude, Luke Cage was great. Yeah. I liked him. Uh, we can't really bring back Mahershal Ali as uh copperhead because he's you know now blade but yeah right one of those double castings but yeah like i said just cherry pick the best parts of that netflix and bring it all back man make this one big happy world and realistically the best parts was the casting so as long as you stick with the cast that you had the casting for those shows were great Mm -hmm. so if you can stick with those actors and actresses and bring them to the mcu and let them do something more prevalent and really be tied in with the mcu that's just great yeah i have zero problems with that so i'm super pumped to see where this goes and now we're in, we're downhill all downhill from here already it's too fast too fast i don't yeah, like man. it i don't like it either and i don't know i don't know what to expect we can kind of see what do you what do you expect from the final three i mean there's still so much i feel like they need to get to um yeah because we're still trying to solve a murder we're still right. trying to figure out the close the Ronin book. We're still now we're now we're going to figure out the echo of it all and the kingpin of it all, which is a whole other thing. So, I mean, you got at least three story treads and then is, is Clint going to make it home for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. All that together. <laughs> I mean, that's Oliver. the most important thing. Is he going to, yeah. are we going to end this like home alone style where he's going to be, kids are going to be looking out the window and he comes walking up and. Here's my two things that I keep. I keep thinking about like, wondering what's going to happen one we're three th episodes through and we still haven't seen yelena belova oh yeah yeah <laughs> elena's still got to show up and do the whole black widow arc that's a whole other yeah. thing that's a whole other thing that's a whole other story we haven't even gotten into she's got to show up in four like she has to um you can't just have her be in like the final episode she's got to show up she's got to show up i mean especially because um, that's a whole new arc Right. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother person coming after Clint. Uh, you know what I mean? So we got that. And then my other thing is we, we kind of talked about earlier, is this Jeremy Renner's swan song as Hawkeye? It's possible it is. And if it is, is he going to die? No, you don't think because no. echo needs her revenge on him, man. She's going to find out that he was Ronan how are they going to resolve this? Like, how are they going to resolve this? Is Kate going to, is Kate going to be the only Hawkeye left? Cause at the end of the show, Clint is dead. 
I don't know. <laughs> no, he's got to make it home for Christmas. This show is way too lighthearted for it to end with him dying. It's lighthearted now, man. Wait till, wait till we get... <laughs> Don's making it dark. Wait till we get to Echo snapping his neck. Snapping, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know how it's gonna go too. You're Mr. Oracle here. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he might not die. I, I, I'll say he might. He probably won't, but I don't think it's off the table. I could see like he has to pay for his crimes. I think as Ronan, even though they're not crimes, but. I believe once he finds out what Echo's story is and why she's after him, because I killed your father, who knows what's going to happen after that, man? Who knows? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. I, I, I (laughs) didn't think that far, like I said, seeing the tone of this show, it just doesn't seem like that's the way it's going to go. But yeah, it could be his swan song. I don't know if we'll see him. This might be his last time playing Hawkeye regardless. You know, yeah. as far as I'm aware, there's no plans for a season two for this show. Um, it really seems like it is a building block for Kate, for Echo, for bringing Kingpin in, for, you know, a lot of other things in the MCU that is not Hawkeye. So um, I definitely won't be surprised if he rides off into the sunset at the end, getting his neck snapped by echo that I don't, <laughs> um, especially because if you're going to go into a show about echo, you can't have her murder Hawkeye and then expect people to come watch the show. Touche. <laughs> Cause if but, she snaps uh, his neck, people are going to be like, fuck that. I'm not watching this show. Well, maybe, maybe Elena kills him. She has a reason too, as well. I don't know, man, we're going to find out. Well, what is her- her reason, I mean, all she's going to be explained, he'll explain that away. Yelena's, Yelena's like reason for wanting to hunt is what Elaine gave him, or what's her name? Val. You called her Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> what Elaine Bennis gave him. What Elaine uh, Bennis gave <laughs> Yelena. So I don't know what that's true. She just gave him a picture and said, this is who killed your sister. And she's like, let me go get yeah yeah yeah. but i don't know like i feel like once they start talking that'll get cleared up pretty quick just give us yelena versus kate that'll be a fun little fight scene um yeah man Man. i don't know it's gonna be good i'm i'm pumped for these i was super pumped for this show just because of the 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 feel the theme the uh the tone and what it was going to be about and really seeing Hawkeye get that opportunity to shine. And even though it's, he's splitting it with new Hawkeye, it's still been a good time. And this has been, might be pushing its way to being one of my, my favorite, like these, these, these Disney plus shows have really just gotten better with pretty much each one almost. Except for what if I forgot that existed. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was not putting what if in there. Yeah. I was more thinking yeah. about where WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, where they flip flop. Um, yeah. But yeah, I still think I still think I enjoyed maybe Loki the best. WandaVision's kind of up there. I did like Falcon Winter Soldier. It's kind of like middling, but Hawkeye is 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 right up here, man, with like yeah. the top to me so far. So yeah, absolutely. And I've I've enjoyed all these Disney Plus shows except for what if. And <laughs> the uh now that you're saying it, yeah. you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was just I wanted more from most things in it. 
and it was fine. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the story that they told. I enjoyed what they did. Um, I enjoyed, loved seeing, you know, Sam take, pick up the mantle and really showing, being able to dive deeper into that. So I loved so much of that, but it still was the weakest one to me. Um, and that's really for no real reason, except for maybe it was just a predictable story. We knew what was coming. We knew where we were going. We just needed to get there. I, yeah, it I was pretty, it was super predictable. You know, then there were just things, there was no, there was no, there, everything was shades of gray and it was, it was fun, but even some of the choreography was the weakest of these, especially yeah. these like hand to hand ones. The Hawkeye choreography is so much better than what it was even the loki one eh, loki choreography was kind of weak too but they had the multiverse going for him so yeah loki was just like the stakes of that show were so what was so great and jonathan majors uh was jonathan just Major. put that shit over the top so dude he did and that's what i imagine vincent d'onofrio doing for this one because when that dude comes walking in and yeah. smashes someone's head in a car door <laughs> and you're just like yeah, i'm probably i'm probably gonna get up and scream like yeah kingpin it's yeah. gonna be like fantastic. that's gonna be no joke like yeah. that's that's gonna be a complete freak out moment there's gonna be videos online of people reacting fake reacting to uh him yeah. walking in so i mean that's gonna take this show to the next level just out of pure hype alone I agree. And you're just going to remember that moment. It's that's going to be a moment for this. And I don't even know why, but I'm super pumped for it. I can't tell you just, it's just an actor walking out and just being there, but I, <laughs> tying those things together, like they always were, but not really um, being able to really do that. I think is just super exciting as to what else can happen. So I'm, I'm here for it, man. And I'm ready for more and we'll be got episode four next week. Yeah. It's already coming up. I'm a, I, I can't wait for it. This is just like a fun, lighthearted MCU adventure that is not taking itself too seriously, but it also feels like the stakes matter of what's going on. Like it matters. Yep. Uh, and it's being fun at the same time. So I'm just having a lot of fun with it. Like watch, I got to watch it on Wednesday when it comes out the last three, I can't wait to see what they're going to do. Um, I'm having a ton of fun and it's, it's really good. I'm, I'm really happy Hawkeye exists to this point. And I can't wait to talk about the last three with you next time. Once this ends. So looking forward to that, my friend. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. So I am not going to try Hawkeye thumbs up bow and arrow to the sky, Pim arrow <laughs> landing onto the awesome <laughs> button. Um, I'm enjoying Hawkeye. And like I said, Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin's going to kill it. Super pumped. Better happen. Better happen. Better happen. But Don and I are off. We are going to C2E2 in Chicago. So definitely we'll be there. That should be there that Saturday. Hit us up on Twitter at Raise the Geek. We can uh, hang out and go meet uh, John Cena. That's the only person I know <laughs> off the top of my head who's there. <laughs> I just saw today CM Punk's going to be there too. That'll be fun. I can go I meet your boy CM Punk. Go meet CM Punk. I like to walk past the celebrities and just kind of look at them and be like, "What's up?" I saw him. That's good enough. Yeah, I don't need to talk. I mean, I'll talk to or like say what's up. I I talked to Booker T one time because I just found out I was standing next to him. So I was like, "Hey, what's up, yeah. Booker T?" And he was like, "What's up, man?" And I was just like, <laughs> "Always like your stuff." He was like, "Thanks." And then we I made some joke about crowds and he was like, right. And I always just try to come up with something stupid to say, like, that's not about what they do, like real person conversation, because, you sure. know, they get all those like Booker T, what was your favorite match? <laughs> or the people who oh, think me. wrestling's real and they start talking to them like, how did you let John Cena do that to you? 
it's still real to me damn it yeah 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 but we will be there so definitely hit us up we'd love to uh, meet anybody who wants to come out and hang out with us at c2e2 in chicago but until next time i am chris and i'm done and thanks for listening to the raise the geek podcast where we all speak geek